This is the Mormon Mixed Faith Marriage Podcast with Certified Life Coach Brooke Booth, episode number 86. Okay, I love this topic <laughs> so much. I want to teach you how to fight. Sort of. Not really. Mostly I just want to talk about fighting. Fighting has a really bad reputation. It's not encouraged, definitely looked down on. But I think sometimes our definition of fighting can really impede our overall ability to communicate. So when I say how to fight, I mean how to fight and realize when it maybe isn't a fight, it's just a conversation to be had. I know in my own marriage and for so many of my clients, we don't quote unquote fight because it's bad. It's wrong. It's negative. It hurts a relationship. I think the definition of fighting needs to be examined because a lot of times this word fight and fighting is very encompassing. Like it's, it's an umbrella term we use to mean a lot of different things. And I think some of those things, not helpful to a relationship and communication, and some of those things maybe are. But when we label them as fighting, you know, they go on the naughty list and the not allowed list. So let's talk about the definition of fighting that, as I propose, might need to be examined. So one definition of fighting is calling names, you know, Hitting, yelling, screaming, derogatory, unkind. Okay. That's one definition. And I'm not going to say that there's anything wrong with that. I think those are problematic things. Let's not include those. That's probably where its reputation of being unhelpful is sound and solid. But fighting can also mean, we also label fighting when we feel a negative emotion. Or when our spouse feels a negative emotion. Sometimes we label that as fighting. And, and I want to pause and point out that's very different than screaming and yelling and name calling. Another way we call fighting is when there's conflict, meaning disagreement, meaning a difference of opinion. And again, this is very different than hitting or yelling or screaming. Having a difference of opinion, which is what conflict means, does not mean that this is necessarily a bad thing. Another thing we call fighting, and and we'll talk more about that, another thing that falls under the umbrella of fighting is discomfort that the other person may be judging you, or that they may be uncomfortable, or discomfort that they may be inconvenienced or upset. Sometimes we call this fighting too. And like I said, fighting's and actually it's an encompassing word that means a lot of things, some of which may not actually be bad things for a relationship or for a marriage. So for instance, conflict or discomfort, not necessarily bad. In fact, they may be an important part of a healthy relationship. You get to choose 
what good or effective communication means to you. You get to decide what it means to fight and what's bad and what's okay and really not something to be avoided in a relationship. You get to decide ultimately what this means for you. I just want to have a conversation around it so that we don't sometimes lump things that can be helpful with things that can't be that that are fundamentally unhelpful and aren't taking advantage of some tools and ideas and strategies in our relationship. So let's let's start with conflict. Like I'd mentioned earlier that conflict or discomfort isn't necessarily bad. When we judge conflict as fighting, it can lead us to eliminate conflict which can mean we're eliminating discussion. It, like Conflict is interesting because it's, it just means that there's a difference of opinion. It doesn't mean that people are being nasty or mean or unkind. It just means we're not 100% aligned on a particular idea or topic. And sometimes that alone, we get very uncomfortable around and we back off and... Because we don't want to be quote-unquote fighting. And it's interesting to me because when we don't engage in our relationship and have conversations when there's conflict because we don't want to fight, sometimes what this does is it creates like a freeze on certain topics. Like it creates like a prohibition on certain topics. It creates like a no man's land on certain topics. That might be really important for you and your spouse to discuss. That might be really critical and healthy topics for you two to have a conversation about. It can create like an echo chamber effect too, where you only talk about topics that are quote unquote agreeable, where there's no conflict. And then you're neglecting some other areas of the relationship and it could feel like a bit shallow or one-sided if only certain topics are only ever discussed. I see this a lot right after a mix, I mean right after a faith transition. Um, certain topics become off limits and for a period of time that might be healthy. <laughs> I get that. And, and we sort of default into safer topics kids, scheduling, menu planning, paying bills, things like that. But a relationship can lose depth and interest when there are certain topics that are off limits. And what's interesting too is when there are certain topics that are off limits, but those are really important topics for a certain member of the relationship, for one of the partners, it can feel very isolating and... um, And like that part of you isn't allowed to be present in the relationship. Another thing I I see is like we consider it a fight when somebody feels a negative emotion. This one's interesting to me as well. Like that, that when a negative emotion is experienced, we make it mean there's a fight or that there's a problem.
And sometimes what this can lead to is this idea that communication can only be super rational, super calm, really even, even like deadpan, like this very... Um, very like rational, calm approach. And, and it can look like whoever cracks first, you know, and shows a hint of emotion loses this round. You know, you points off for that. You actually showed emotion. Because we think showing any sort of emotion, especially negative emotion, like is a problem and ugly or a fight. And so the person who remains the calmest, you know, wins and is morally superior to boot. And you may experience this in your marriage to a large degree or to a small degree. But I think it's important to look at when like the super rational calm, when we label that as the best way to communicate and we don't create room for emotions, that somehow it's better to be non-emotional And then we couple with that, like this moral high ground and and the superiority with somebody who's able to remain in this super stoic way. I think that can be an interesting and maybe a problematic dynamic in certain relationship. Because fundamentally, there is no moral high ground in stoicism when somebody's trying to share their feelings and experience. Or when somebody's trying to seek for and ask for change. Now, I know when somebody comes into the conversation yelling and mudslinging, then Kate, that doesn't help ever. I get it. It can hurt and cause damage. But I think when we swing over to the other side of the pendulum where we have to be like super clinical in our conversations either, I think that can also be equally problematic. And so when somebody explains an emotion, sometimes we label that as fighting. We label our partner as irrational. It's common to associate a display of emotions with irrationality. And I think that's worth questioning. You know, is there tolerance, some level of tolerance for our emotions to be on display as we communicate? And interact and for our spouse's emotions to be on display is there room and tolerance for people to talk about their negative emotions is there room for that in this relationship or is it just labeled as fighting and shied away from clients often tell me they don't want to be emotional they think emotion being emotional is almost seen as like like it's a pejorative, it's, it's a negative thing. It's something that is judged poorly. It's looked down upon. I like to counter that. It, we're humans, we're always emotional. <laughs> Calm is an emotion, focused is an emotion, passionate is an emotion, gleeful, excited, angry. They're all emotions and they're all happening. They're all happening. When we try, we think we need to eliminate emotions from our conversations. I think we're eliminating humanity from our conversations and we're asking so much of ourselves and our spouse. We're, we're requiring communication to be in a sterile, difficult forced way that may not be natural or fair 
to expect of yourself or of your spouse. So I hope this podcast has got you thinking about how do you define fighting? Is it stopping you from exploring topics? Is it stopping you from talking about things that may be difficult? Is it stopping you from sharing yourself in this relationship? Is it stopping you from having conversations about things that need to be resolved and need to be discussed? It's interesting to stop and look at the definition of fighting. I want you to take some time and maybe have a conversation with your spouse this week about how you define fighting or a conversation with yourself. It's just as important. And see if you might want to take out some things from under that umbrella of fighting. That might change how you feel about engaging in certain conversations and how you engage in certain conversations. All right, if you found this helpful and you're like, I need more, Brooke, give me some more. Give me some more tools. Give me some more ideas for my next faith marriage. I've got you. Go to my website. Get, click on my mini course. I have a few other things there that I offer as well. I'm just really in love with my mini course right now. <laughs> click on that. Get it. Start working on the exercises and the teachings in there. It will help your marriage, your mixed faith marriage. It will. Helps mine. Helps my clients. There are real tools there that you can apply and practice today. All right. Wishing you the very best in your mixed faith marriage.